Chapter 41 of Officer 666 This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Roger Moline. Officer 666 by Barton W. Curry and Augustine McHugh Chapter 41 The Escape While he had not the slightest notion where the picture expert had managed to conceal himself during his own enforced absence from the scene of the chase, Travers Gladwin was confident that the man was capable of outwitting an army of the sort of man-hunters who were swarming within and without the aristocratic premises. When he caught sight of Whitney Barnes and Sadie in a tender confab that was just about to frond out into the full foliage of a romantic climax, it was on his tongue to bid them carry their hearts upstairs and string them together in a more secluded spot. They beat him to his own suggestion, and were gone before he could utter a syllable. He had the great drawing-room and picture gallery to himself, and was scanning every corner of it when a voice punctuated the silence. "'Ah, Mr. Gladwin!' The young man turned quickly and saw what he at first mistook for a uniformed constable emerge from the portieres that screened the window. "'Well, if it isn't—' he began in gaping surprise. "'Murphy, sir, only a tighter fit.' Wilson stepped through the curtains, twirling his club. "'So you are 666 now, eh?' Gladwin birded. "'And Phelan—' The gentleman who belongs in this tight-fitting frock? Oh, he's still about. And you managed to bribe him? Not exactly that, Mr. Gladwin. Say I persuaded him. My hat is off to you again, exclaimed the young man. But don't waste any time. You can get away easily in that uniform. Quick, and good luck. "'I never hurry in these cases,' returned the thief, with an air of calm indifference. "'You see, I have an idea that the captain and Kearney are waiting for me at the front door, for they made a loud declaration that they were going to search the cellar. I have had similar experiences, my young friend.' "'But they won't leave the front door, and they may burst in here at any moment,' protested Gladwin." "'But they will leave the front door when I want them to,' said the other, softly. "'By Jove, you're a wonderful chap.' "'I've got to be, to keep out of jail.' "'It's a shame that you misdirect your energies and genius,' said the young man, earnestly. "'But you must acknowledge that I work hard for what I get.' "'Yes, I do.' And I really love pictures. For themselves? Uh, yes, for themselves. Travers Gladwin stood frowning at the floor for a moment, then looked up quickly. See here, then. You've worked mighty hard for my pictures, and I'm going to give you a few of the best of them. Here. And Gladwin stepped over to the corner of the room, where the trunk had been dropped and picked up a bundle of canvases. The picture expert wore a broad grin as the young man came toward him. He waved aside the proffered bundle and said, 
Those are not the best of them. Just a minute. He reached behind him and pulled down from under his belted coat a similar carefully rolled bundle. These are the gems of your collection, he said grimly, offering the slim roll of canvases. I can't keep them now. You've been too white about this whole thing. I couldn't even accept the blue boy. Gladwin refused to accept the paintings, and the thief laid them down on the table. Stepping closer to the young man, he bent down and said low and earnestly, "'When a man goes wrong, Gladwin, and the going leans against the lines of least resistance, it's easier to keep on going than to stop and switch off into the hard and narrow path. He is always hoping that something will take hold of him and set him right.' and that hope usually involves a woman. I've been dreaming lately that I wanted something to set me going in the right direction, but it seems that you have beaten me to that, or are on the fair road to do it. The trouble is that I have forgotten how to go about a clean thing cleanly. I'm mighty sorry, but... Gladwin started. But you're also mighty glad... I shall always remember you, Wilson, and here's my hand on it that I shall always be willing to help you up and out of the... the... The muck, supplied the thief, accepting Gladwin's hand and gripping it. However, we are wasting time and keeping the ladies up till an unconscionable hour. If you will get your little Jap down here without making a noise about it, I can use him and bid you good night. Gladwin went warily out into the hallway, reconnoitered the front door and vestibule, then went to the stairway and uttered a short, sharp whistle. Badiato came down as if on winged feet and halted as if turned to stone between the big man in the uniform of Officer 666 and his master. "'Come here,' said Wilson, and plucked the Jap by the arm. Batiato trembled with apprehension. "'Would you like to catch the thief?' the picture expert asked him. "'Yes, sir!' Batiato looked at his master, who nodded reassuringly. "'Well, the thief is in your master's room,' said Wilson impressively. "'Go up there and bang on the door. "'Take that poker out of the fireplace and make all the noise you can. "'Do you understand me?' "'Yes, sir!' and Batiato's long-lost grin returned. "'I make bang, bang!' "'Yes, and yell, "'Police, quick, 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 catch thief!' "'Yes, sir! Big much police come and thief run. "'Batiato run, too, and police find all empty.' "'Good, hurry!' and Wilson gave the Jap an unnecessary push toward the fireplace, for the little Oriental fairly flew on his errand. A moment later there burst upon the stillness of the mansion a frightful uproar. The noise was distinctly audible in the street, as Wilson had slipped to the door and opened it, then concealed himself behind a curtain. It was only a matter of seconds before Captain Stone, Kearney, and the entire outside patrol rushed in and piled up the stairs. 
Travers Gladwin had not stirred from where he stood in the drawing-room when Badiato got his instructions. He was intensely excited and feared that some slip might spoil his inspired plan. "'Good-bye,' came a muffled hail from the hallway. Then there was silence, both within and without. "'Gad, I hope he makes it,' cried the young man, and rushed to the window. He had hardly reached there when the stillness was punctured by a crash of shifting gears and the racket of a sixty-horsepower engine thrown into sudden, furious action. "'He's gone!' Gladwin breathed as he saw a touring car hurl itself athwart his vision. He recognized his former servant, Watkins, at the wheel. End of chapter 41 Recording by Roger Moline